Once again, we invade your home or wherever you're listening with another episode of Saints Radio. <coughs> this one is um, at the end of a, uh, a week seminar here in Dallas, and uh, I'm sure that both Monica and I are very happy that you are listening. We hope you're listening. We don't know. I'm sure that will be made apparent in one way or another soon. Amen. <clears throat> we had quite a, an outburst of weather here very late last night. Uh, very intense lightning and hail deluge of rain. It was very noisy. Very, very noisy, but thankfully it didn't appear to be the bearer of much damage. So I'm thankful for that. In fact, I didn't see any damage. Did you? No, but I haven't been on my roof today yet. (laughs) Which is what a normal thing that I would do every day. Yeah, you and Peter. <clears throat> yeah, I was, yesterday I, I had the privilege of spending a couple of hours with my niece, who, she's like a daughter to me, and and um, we we were talking about her, they, they've they just, well, they're in the process of selling their current home and buying a, a, a larger home just to provide for their, for their expanding family. And so I was asking her where they were with the process, and she said, well, they've got the, the, the new buyers want, to, want them to replace the roof after, the inspe- after they didn't inspect it. They, they want Alex and, and Shane, her husband, to replace the whole roof, which was kind of a hit because, you know, that's kind of expensive. She was telling me this yesterday. And, and so they were having an insurance adjuster or someone come to their house this morning to look at their roof and and make an assessment as to how that was going to play out and what their responsibility was going to be financially. So I just looked at her and I said, Alex, don't worry. The Lord's going to take care of it because they have sought him through this whole process. And and I've kind of seen him just supernaturally work in this process. And so she said something about, do you think that the, the storms in the past that we've had, you know, with the ice and whatever, could still be accounted for in the insurance. And I said, well, I don't really know how that works, but I just know the Lord's going to take care of it. And lo and behold, <laughs> in the middle of the night, this horrible hailstorm comes through for like 20 minutes. And this morning I was walking downstairs and all of a sudden I just heard the Lord say, he's in that. And not that God brings that I mean he doesn't bring that calamity I don't think for any harm but I know that here in this house he has helped us tremendously with some of these storms and providing for our roofs and 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 the same with with us in our home and probably with you all so you know the Lord's in it he's in all things with those that walk with him so um, that's just a little testimony so so now we see who is responsible for this storm? Me. It's the prophetic call. That's what it was. While you're on a hot streak, let's see what else do we need. No, it was just so clear. I mean, it was, and I, I mean, I didn't think of it in the night when the hail hit. I was just like, Lord, please don't let our cars get just totaled. Please don't, you know, just. But you know, these are just things. In the big picture, it's just stuff. So. Um, whether or not you you look at it that same way, I just know that I know that God takes care of His children. Yeah, and He does it in mysterious ways. I mean, look through the Old Testament and even through the New Testament and see the way that He moved on behalf of of His children. And so, we just continue to believe for that in the future for all of our for. for for every measure of supply and provision. Not through the hailstorms, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
It's funny because I, in that storm, uh, Sunday evening, I went out and put <laughs> fertilized and ironite and weed killer and all kinds of stuff on my yard because I knew it was supposed to rain yesterday. And um, man, I came back in Sunday night and I was exhausted. And I just prayed, Lord, let let the rain come. And then, honestly, it rained a little bit yesterday uh, during the day. And honestly, I was a little bit disappointed because <laughs> I thought, I hope this, because the birds are going to have a fine feast with all this stuff. And then came that. And I was laying in my room by myself, which is normally what happens. And I was just praying in the spirit because you could see that lightning. It was just one of those times where the lightning would flash and boom right away, which meant that the front was right over you. And then that hail that was just hammering the, the windows. I was praying, Lord, I was trying to recall all the things that we've said. We talked about hail not long ago. Yeah, I, I was reflecting on that passage out of Job where it said he keeps, I'm paraphrasing, the snow and the hail in his storehouse for war and for battle. And and I, I mean, I, I was even thinking back, I was typing up the, the words from Friday night which were specifically about supply, asking the Lord for supply, and then some other things. And and one of the words that came that it didn't really make sense to me on Friday night, you know, I didn't have clarity of it. It was just something that was submitted by one of our seers that said, I see lots of water, and I see lightnings and thunders. And so this morning as I was typing that up, I started thinking, Lord, I think this is like an opening into not only the the two things that we were asking him for, the travel, the opening the gates for the travel, but also for the supply for some of the things that we're needing here as a in ministry. Um, I really felt like that was a sign. Hmm. And so how appropriate is that? Because I'm telling you, breakthrough is here. And... and <sighs> It's here, and, and, and it comes in moments when you least expect it, and that in ways that just, I mean, it manifests in ways so often that we don't expect. And and I, I've noticed that just over the course, just through this seminar, you know, just through this seminar, um, this seminar season, I guess I would say. Um, I know personally I've received breakthrough physically on two different occasions one was from the COVID, and it was just the lingering aftermath of that that I was struggling with. That I came in here to pray on Saturday morning of the beginning of the seminar. There was nobody else in here except one other intercessor. And, and I walked in, and I began to pray, and I just had a wonderful time before the Lord. Wasn't thinking about how I felt or anything like that because I have some, uh, had some other issues that were ailing me. And, and I walked out of there. I mean, I experienced breakthrough, not even recognizing it until I walked out of there and realized, wait, I don't have a headache. I don't, I don't have this brain fog. You know, I don't, I don't, everything is very clear. And so I testified at that um, during one of the sessions and that intercessor wrote me that night and said, I just want you to know what happened before you walked in. She said, I was here by myself and I felt like the Lord called me up to the altar area to partner with him, with the angelic, to stir the waters like at the pool of Bethesda. And she said, right after that happened, you walked in and you laid right there. Mm. Now, none of that was scripted. I had no idea any of that was happening. I just, I just surrendered, you know, to, in obedience to the call to prayer that day. And, 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 and so I just want you to know that breakthrough is here for each one of us for whatever you need it for just be obedient even when you don't feel like it even when everything seems wrong you know and it's uncomfortable and I mean that's the place where we have to stand and know that he it's his battle the Bible says that I mean he will fight for us he is our defender so anyway I hope that encourages somebody 
Yeah, that's a terrific, that's a terrific reminder of the way God has moved on your behalf recently. And well, I'm not just saying this about me. I'm just saying I, I feel prophetically that for all of the saints that there is breakthrough. And, and so I just, I, I declare that into. Well, yeah. So this, this again was uh, a week ago, Saturday. Leading into the, it was a Saturday preceding the seminar, which is. Right. Yeah. So that was a prophetic type of um, activation, I guess we could call it, that this intercessor did. Yeah. And then the the two things that you oversaw on that Friday night regarding timing and supply and and really the you know the the healing and I, I we went into that service and I knew we were supposed to do that to kind of press the envelope into you know I don't want to say an expansion of the prophetic but but really God it's not even a promotion. How do you say that? Grow in grace. What do you say when God grows you in grace? And there are new capacity. You're faithful in the small things, and he brings an enhanced measure of authority. And so I, I thought, okay, we need direction as to how, prophetic direction as to how people are supposed to answer this call with supply in their prayers and in their actions. And then we need direction. You know, we need a foreknowing, particularly about the breaking of this COVID thing and the restrictions in travel and mobility. And then, um, you know, I, I thought, well, <coughs> prophecy, life, supply, healing, and the, the measure of healing, which is already, which had already been activated I just think that it's it's interesting. I agree with you. There's whether it's the foreknowing or the foretelling or the supply or the healing or the release of life based upon dying to self and dying for the purpose of God. That's the foundation of all of it. Um, it's it's a new season. Of entering into that. Would you agree? Yes. Amen. Amen. I even, I mean, I even sensed breakthrough on Sunday um, in a, just a really unique way. And I, I just, when we did that activation on Friday night, and we asked the people to bring up their, their prophecy cards. The very first card that was handed to me that I looked at said, Breakthrough is here. Prepare now. And to, it just hit me just like, yeah, yeah. And you know what? We're always going to be in transition. We're always going to be in a sila. We're always going to be in the process. That is just the name of the game. That is just our walk with the Lord. And, 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 you know, we don't focus on breakthrough like we don't focus on the miracles. We don't focus on the power. However, we acknowledge the fact and we partner with the Lord in that, that I mean, that's, that's our walk of faith. I mean, that is, that is something that we have to acknowledge and, and talk about prophesy. I mean, we have, when we see it, we've got to speak it because it's not just about us. It's about the body. I mean, sometimes it takes, and we talked a little bit about this during some of the pre-service worship prayer times, and that what this body here in Dallas, this place represents for the saints around the world is, is you know, it, we, we could say it's the headquarters. We've, we've really tiptoed around what it really is because we don't want to appear... Um, Denominational. Yes, or dominating, or saying it's all here. You have to have it here. You got to come here, because what we expect is for you to be establishing the same thing in the tabernacles around the world. So we're very careful about that. 
But we have to acknowledge the fact that this hub, this communication center, is is something that is a strengthening point and also really a, a communication center of prophetic release and of teaching and of apostolic directive and of commissioning and of, you know, all those things. And so um, I've, I've totally lost my train of thought. I, I completely lost my train of thought. Well, um, oh, we were talking about breakthrough. Yeah. So the way I look at it is because for whatever reason, the Lord, the Lord orchestrated this gathering the way that it was. That was God. And that was, we're going to have a skeleton. You know, we're going to have this crew, this remnant here functioning here. It's going to come from here. You guys all need to stand where you are. You need to, you know, connect and engage and all those things. But the impartations and the grace and all that stuff is 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 for you. I mean, it's 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 for the body, and and so I say all that to say that from the beginning to the end, there was measures of breakthrough that were happening that that manifested here in this house. But I believe is something that is for the body for for the entire company of saints. And so I just want to encourage you to to really press into the Lord to get clarity of where your breakthrough is and the things that you've been standing for, that you've just been just standing in faith for. Just partner with the Lord in it because um, it's, it's, it's been launched. I don't know how else to say it. And I just really just kind of clumsy around through that <laughs> but oh, I don't know that there's a there's a clear way to to say that I mean that that's a good thing um, we, we we need that and I, you know I think you know you you think of the global audience that God has expanded the Saints network to be um, regardless of the nonsense that's going on governmentally, um, there seems to be a different feel now in the country that things are rapidly going back to a, a point of normalcy. And But I know that that's in the natural not the case in Europe right now mm -mm. and certainly not in South America mm -mm. and so how does this apply to the folks that are in the more restrictive areas of the world um, does it doesn't it begin first in the heart and don't they have to believe if you can believe Whose report will you believe? Then the arm of the Lord comes. Um, how would you counsel, like the people of France, particularly, or or even those in Brazil, with this this breakthrough that you just rightfully prophesied as being here? Oh, I can tell you a couple things. I can tell you that. I know as a prophet and as an intercessor, as a saint, as soon as things, uh, well, let me say it, maybe three weeks ago, I, I'm terrible with time sometimes. Um, not terrible with timing, but <laughs> uh, sometimes I lose time. Like I can say it's, it was a week ago and it was really like six weeks ago. Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> um the Lord so strongly put it on my heart. I mean, it was like like a fire shut up in my bones kind of thing where I felt this incredible burden to pray for France and to pray for Brazil, specifically about this pandemic, specifically about this, this demonic influence that's, um, that's plaguing their nations. And... And I remember it was a Sunday morning, and I, you know, I come in on the Sunday morning, and I always immediately 
when I pray, I begin to ask the Lord for prophetic insight, it, just in the event that he might have me release something. And, and what he put in my heart was, if the opportunity came up, was we need, we need the saint, we, we've got to call the saints to pray to pray for these two nations specifically. Now, it's not to leave out any of the other European nations or Latin America, you know, it, it, those are just the two nations that got put on my heart because I think there is such a strong um, representation of his saints there that have been so faithful and that are standing and that are partnering and it, I mean, it was like a burden from the Father's heart. I mean, it was just like so strong. And I, I just felt like, and then we, we it, nothing happened on Sunday morning, but we came on, on Tuesday and you and I talked about it and we prayed for both of them. And I asked, you know, those in France to pray for those in Brazil and those in Brazil to pray for those in France, because mm-hmm. that's just how it's always worked. Uh, you know, it's just how we, that's just how the Lord has us stand as righteousness on the left and the right of one another. And so um, I can tell you that it is on the Father's heart. And um, he is going to turn this to good. I mean, if he turns all things to good that we give to him. And so there's been so many words about standing, about your place at the right hand, about being established afresh at that place of the right hand and becoming even... um, moving an even greater function from that place of the right hand. And I think about what is the, the point of power that comes from the right hand? It's that Kratos power that's released into the earth. And so I really believe that the Lord wants to use those leaders, those intercessors, those anointed ones in those two places to speak that into one another, but also on behalf of their own land. And I know that I know that I know that they're going to see the manifestation of God's glory in it. I mean, I, I just believe that on, on the other side of this, and I look forward to seeing this when we actually touch our feet to that ground before the end of this year, that we will step into, I mean, dare I say, the glory of God, because even that, you know, needs the explaining. But I just, I just feel like we're going to see the manifestation of his spirit poured out on those two places in the most remarkable ways. And from that, we're going to see such incredible moves of the spirit when we are actually released to go in there. And it's because of God, but it's because of the faithful ones that are standing through this, through this trial and, and, and not getting discouraged, even though I know that's so easy because there's so many spirits here at play. But I just want to tell you, if you're listening, just stand fast. Just hold fast and know that the Spirit is coming <laughs> because we're going to see some incredible moves there in both of those places in the days to come. So that's – and to know that we're praying for you. And I did get a message, I believe, on Sunday from Anna that said that Marcos, who is just a dear brother – part of their church who's been in intensive care from COVID on on oxygen on the ventilator he was released from the hospital Mm, and that to me that was just at the end of our seminar that was just like like a touch of honey from heaven I mean I was just so thankful for that because he's got some other health issues and you know it's just we did not want him to pass away no that would have been devastating so he is walking in life wonderful so <clears throat> you think you think about the um, this season of preparation in the word in the word symbols of that um, and again anytime you're dealing with um, a waiting on God for a, a breakthrough or a miracle you can't put a time limit on it it's the principle that is the factor so like when Moses and the people were going to be freed from Egypt and they were going to be sent away with great financial blessing and then they were going to see the defeat of the, of the most prominent army in the world at that time through the Red Sea. What do we remember most about that whole story? The people 
in the first Passover in their homes with the covering of the blood. Mm. That's what we remember. That's what then the Lord used as the Last Supper or, or the Lord's Supper. You know, I, I don't really, I'm sure certain faith camps talk about the riches of Egypt being given to the people, or I don't think any of us have have really believed for White Rock Lake to open up and us just to walk through and to destroy an enemy army. I don't think that's an ongoing theme. But the one thing that we remember and we herald is that being shut away and waiting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even on the day of Pentecost, the you know, we talk about the release of the fire and we talk about the tongues and, you know, the people that were xenolalia, understanding the languages of the nations at that moment uh, and the prophecy of Joel. But the thing that set that stage was that very trying and tumultuous time in the upper room where there was discouragement there. And you say, how do you know that? Well, people were praying in supplication and prosuke but they were losing people left and right. Not to mention the fact that the atmosphere that surrounded them was... They, Threatening. They were very threat. yes. Literally I mean, we don't, we don't even know the half of that. But I think, I think that, you know, that this is kind of a theoretical question. But would the promise of the Father be given in the way we read about it in Acts 2, had the people not done what Jesus said in the waiting and in the praying. I think that for the promise of the Father to be released, there had to be the waiting. That's what Jesus told them to do. That's what the angels came to reiterate. They directed them to the waiting. They didn't direct them to the streets. They didn't mention anything about the tongues of fire. They didn't say anything at that point about unknown tongues. They said nothing about any of that. They were just told to go and wait and to pray, obviously, in supplication and prosuke. So that was the clear thing. So I guess why I'm saying this is there is breakthrough. There is prophesied breakthrough. Um, but the most important thing is the waiting on God because before God does anything uh, he, he looks for an intercessor before any deliverance God searches for an intercessor uh, a paga someone who will wait for that release of breakthrough and so the promises in Brazil, the promises in France, the promises in the other nations, and the promises for here in our country, we've been on a significant waiting period. But the bigger the promise, the bigger the opposition. The bigger the breakthrough, the bigger the extension of our faith. And so I guess what... I'm saying in conjunction with what you just said is that, yeah, breakthrough is here, but the most important thing in that is what we do in the waiting. And the enemy would want to despise, would want to try to despise that, that waiting. Um, it's a battle. I mean, it's... It, I mean, it's... It, it's a it's a continual battle I mean I I th th this whole this this whole season has been it's been amazing in so many ways and 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 I'm so thankful in so many ways for the fruit of of this season but it has been a, a battle and and I was talking to somebody in this church on a couple of days ago, and they, they, you know, they just looked at me and they said, "You, you just keep, you know, people keep talking about how hard it's been and about God, how God's been doing this and doing that and dying to flesh and you know all these these challenging things that are that are 
that the Lord's in the process, and I haven't felt any of that until the seminar. <laughs> I just thought, whoa, how can that be? Because <laughs> yeah. I said, I think I carried yours because I, and probably several other people's because it has been, but it's been so beautiful because like we've talked about over and over again, the Lord n- has never left us. I mean, his presence has been so profound. And it, it reminds me of, of, of Isaiah when, you know, that whole beginning of that incredible chapter where he says, I saw the Lord you know, in the year that King Uzziah died. And you talked one time about what that meant for him when Uzziah died. Uzziah died. How, um, you know, it, it was hard for him. And and yet he saw the Lord. And, and all the things that happened after that that launched him forth into his prophetic ministry. But, I mean, you just think about he had to go through that grieving, that death process, and then he saw the Lord, and then he had to be purified, you know, his his lips, all that, and then he was commissioned. And so I see the Lord, I think it's Isaiah 6, I, I see the Lord, if you could overlay that whole scripture on top of this last season, it is so clear to me how God's been in this, and, um, you know, what a powerful yeah. thing for us. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, you think about that, you know, the coal touching his lips. You think about Elijah with the mantle around his head. You think about Jesus in Gethsemane with this incessant stream of Abba that he said over and over again, which is really a commitment to the purpose of God, the commitment to um, what his mission was. And all three of those things speak to the same issue in the principle. And I, I think that that's, maybe that's part of dying in the prophetic. It's a remembering of this is what God has said. This, this, is, this is what God wants. And in order for this to be, we have to, um, I, there's a, computer term you know we have to re reboot and and have have an upgrade of our remembrance of what our mission is while we pair away like the the foreskin of the heart you know to be circumcised in the heart the gilgal you know here you are you're you're in the promised land you're about to break through you're in there but you you're about to break through but you have to you have to be cut the the external stuff has to be cut away and your sensitivity has to be exposed and that's painful nobody can it's it for every person it's an individual thing and um you know this is another strange question this is a prophetic question and i know this can be a little graphic but we know that if just from our travels and our ministry that women are usually more spiritually attuned or willing to be spiritually attuned than men and the percentages wherever we go of women to men are usually i don't know two two to one three to one so you have all these men at gilgal having this done what were the women doing? What what were they sacrificing? What what were what was going on in them? Were they were they praying? Were they fasting? Or were they just taking care of their babying the men? You know, there had to have been something. You know, you on the other hand, you had Rahab in an ancestor of Jesus, or. Um, in Jericho, who the Lord obviously was, God was obviously preparing. But we don't ever talk about that. You, you know, you, you um, but, but I dare say that there's probably something in the scripture, some hidden gem. Maybe we'll find it. Maybe we'll look for that. 
But whether we find it or not, there had to have been something there because it wasn't just the men that were that were having to get ready to enter that land. You know, mom was over the tent, you know, um, and there were the intercessors. There were the people that usually were at least co-laborers and in many cases the leader even though in that society the men were the ones that stood i don't know i brought no, that up no. we, we we heard this i remember in pre-law classes in high school don't ever ask a question you don't know the answer to oh i do that all the time <laughs> i thought that's what a question was well maybe but, if you're in leadership when oh, you're speaking. Yeah. i mean you think about just when Jesus was walking to the cross and put on that cross, what were the women doing? When he was surrendering his life. Um, or well, most it, of the men were running away. Right. But the women were there. I mean, the women were there. And, yeah. and I think about, I mean, I think about this regularly. I think about the, the I mean, just for, for, just for his mother alone, but for Mary, for the other Mary who was so wholly devoted to him and his plan and, and who he was, you don't think that was painful? I mean, probably only second to those nails going into his hand. I mean, there's no, and I, it's funny because I've asked the Lord this just a dozen times in the last week. And, you know, is there a threshold of pain that you will let us feel? Because I, honestly, I mean, I, I, just that that process and the pain of of your flesh dying and just it, it's a very real thing and then but he's he's in it and he's teaching us about that and and i love that i love but you have to get to that place where you're willing to go there to be taught and and to be able to apply so that because it's not it's not for me, it's not for you, it's for what we're going to pour out in the future. Because these are things that we have to lead this next generation in. Because if they are not willing to go to that place for what is going to be required of them, it's, it's, it's so absolutely necess and necessary. And to me, this is the essence of being a saint and a prophet. And it is like walking this walk for 20-something years Never did I expect to be in this place today. And and I, I'm so thankful for it, but I cannot tell you, I have not said in my thinking, in my heart, you know, Lord, if you could take this cup for me, take it. And not to in any way to compare what I'm going through or what any of us are going through in this process to what Jesus went through. I'm not saying that at all. There's no comparison even there, but I do know that you know, he had to he had to voluntarily, willingly go. Just like Isaac was was a big enough guy when his father took him to that altar that he probably had to walk over and lay down on that altar. He had to, because I don't think Abraham in his ripe age could have been strong enough to hold that boy down and get him up on that altar. I think there was such a there was a willingness for him to get on that altar. There had to be. And so that's where God has us, is in that place of, are you willing? And are you surrendered? And, and are, you, are you in it to the very end? And I... Yeah. So. So to those that are in... France, and who, who are getting fresh measures of restriction placed upon them in the natural. And to those who are in Brazil, which is still the, the country itself, from what I understand and what we're able to glean from the news, they're still very much restricted. Um, this, this word of not only believing for breakthrough, but recognizing that the more important thing is your partnership with God in the necessary lead up to that breakthrough. Yeah. Um, 
what do we encourage those folks to do? I, I think remembering this lesson is the first point. I think just, yeah, just staying faithful and in prayer and in worship and and just standing in your place where God has planted you and and you know because when it when it all comes down to it and and COVID quarantine all of these things factors have really taught us this and pressed us into this that it's wonderful. I mean, it's so beautiful when the brethren dwell together in unity and and the oil pours out and, and the blessing is there. And we miss that. We love that. But we have to remember that, that we're there together with the Lord at his right hand. And so don't lose sight of that. But, you know, if I've learned anything through this last year, as a mature Christian, as a saint, as a, a leader, it's been that... I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling, and 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 my the fruit of my life and my relationship with the Lord is between me and Him. It's it's it, it is it is not because you're telling me to do it, even though I heed your counsel and I heed the apostolic word, and I I, I, I sit under that and and that is my directive, but ultimately it is my decision before the Lord. Am I gonna am I gonna take another step in this walk of faith and walk with him? And so I just would say to you, stay close to him and know your identity in him. And don't let your identity be so wrapped up in in your role, your position, your even your function in the body, but in your relationship and your identity with him. And from there all things flow and 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 that's where you're strengthened. That's why we that's why he stressed so much our are being established, each one of us individually, at the right hand at this time. Because you cannot be moved from that place unless you choose to jump. <laughs> that's a long fall. So I, that's the best I've got. And this is all just pretty raw, so. Well, I think, I think uh, that obviously is not only a an, an eternal biblical principle, but it's something that is absolutely necessary in this day. And the antithesis of it is what we see burgeoning through the, the false prophetic in the media and in culture over the past couple of years, where it seems like everything's about me. Mm-hmm. Self. Everything's about my woundings. Mm-hmm. Everything's about I'm not getting my self. Yeah. And, you know, you said something about me, so I'm going to strike you. you. You said something that offends me or I need a free space. I can't think about what you're saying. How can you say that? We've seen that over and over and over again all over our nation in a profound way in the past years and that's the exact opposite of what you just said which is the true prophetic mandate and so if you wanted if you want a false pseudo prophetia well whatever we know prophetically the opposite of it is what the false prophet is putting in motion so at a time where we're saying let's die to self the enemy is broadcasting in our society what about me you know yeah and um make everybody else die for me yeah Uh, and it it's very obvious this is very obvious so but uh, but I think as a word of encouragement, we're not just starting. It has been a labor, like you said, I don't know who you talk to, and it's inconsequential for this discussion. But 
maybe somebody said, well, I didn't really feel this until this weekend. <laughs> well, good. Join the club. <laughs> this has been going on for a long time. And so we are m much closer to the transition breakthrough point where the line God says, all right, here's the suddenly. Mm -hmm. In fact, I feel like, you know, there's always spies in the land. There's always spies. There's always pioneers that go forward. And I think those who the Lord has already allowed to go into that point of provision need to be making, preparing the way of the Lord. Like, which is the friend of the bridegroom in the wilderness. There are those who've been in the wilderness, and I guess we can't expect everybody to have been there. I mean, it, what if you're preparing the way for the Lord, for the righteous nation to come in, preparing the way for the plan of God, and you're you're in the dry place, and you're speaking to it, you know, your fountains are going to rise up. And, you know, the first person in is going to say, well, I didn't even know there was a wilderness. Well, somebody's been in there preparing the way as a friend of the bridegroom. <laughs> So, um, and I, you know, I feel, I feel to some degree measures of breakthrough and you, you have to purposely cause yourself not to go back into the mess you just broke through out of. Yeah, there's definitely, and I sensed this this morning, just when I was in the sanctuary praying, there's there and this just you know because we've just overused these phrases and it's just but i mean there was a there was like this touch of freedom that i felt that and when i say that i'm not just saying that that i felt it when i feel when i when i sense something like that when i'm in prayer before the lord i don't i sense it i i grab hold of it for myself but it's not just for me it's i mean i am i'm every joint i'm one of the joints supplying i am part of a body and I, I always associate it with the body, but I sense this, just this, this touch of, of freedom or liberty or that which sets free and, and, and in a way that, that was, I mean, I, I took notice of it because it was a spiritual thing. It was, a, it was almost like, you know, so many of these things that we process, we, we, try to, we, try to, we try to overcome, we try to see breakthrough on our own. We do. We try to make things happen, both internally and in the natural. We do that. I know I do that. And and what we have to recognize is that if we'll just open up and let the light shine in, that light, which is truth, brings the measures of freedom that that bring breakthrough. I mean, that are that are that. I, I'm not saying this very well because I haven't really even processed it. But I just feel like there's it's almost like a breath of freedom and liberty that God wants to bring to his saints that in that deep place of, of who we are, where we can breathe again. And, and, and from that place is the opening up. It's almost like if somebody comes to you and says, you know, I've, I've, I'm really dealing with this oppression or this, you know, this offense or whatever it might be. Could you lay hands on me and pray for me that it's broken off? And my response to that would be, you don't need me to lay hands on you. You need the truth to set you free. You know, you need you need the spirit to set you free. And I feel like there's like an opening of of his light that is is starting to shine into us that is going to bring a measure of liberty and freedom that's going to break us through into um, just this incredible opening. And I, I'm just like... It's like I'm seeing this in the spirit, so just please give me some grace here. But um, that's just one thing that the Lord just reminded me of, just from our prayer time earlier, that I I, I sense that, and I don't want to I don't want to lose that. I, I want to release that. So just let the light shine in, and let His Spirit come in and help you overcome, because you know I was reading on Sunday about out of the first chapter of Jude. Oh, wait, the only chapter of Jude, <coughs> where he talks about we have to, con you, know, you know, contend for the faith. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel so strongly that right now, especially post-seminar, post-all that God is doing, we have to contend for that place at the right hand, for our faith that was once delivered to the saints, given to the saints. I feel like we've stepped, you know, he's, he's brought us into a whole new dimension of it. We have to contend for that, for that, that faith um, at all cost. But I, I, but see, we try to do that, and we try to stand on our own. But the Spirit, what what does He say? He says, "I exhort you that you contend for the faith." And I think that's what really hit me when I was reading this on Sunday. Is that that exhortation is parakaleo, and that is the work of the Holy Spirit according to God's plan. So the Holy Spirit, and I think that's what I was sensing this morning. It's like, let the Holy Spirit come in. And partner with you to help you contend for that place at the right hand so that you might stand and break through. That's what I'm trying to say. That's good. So. That's that's good. Um, I, I don't know this. This is all fresh. But what, do you remember what the contend, contend? It's struggle. I mean, mm. it's, it wasn't, it's not really a word that I'm familiar with, but it means to struggle. Um I think it's only been, it's not been used very much. It wasn't used very much, but it was, it was like a, a struggle. I've always looked at it as you war on behalf of the faith. You stand and. On behalf of the right hand. The right hand. Which is what the right pillar means. Exactly. You strive, you contend, and then you're established. Right. Um, that's, that's good. You know, sometimes we come off of these, these prophetic seminars and. We think it's time to just sit back and get our cocktail and take a break. <laughs> and granted, we need to rest. I mean, I fully believe in the Sabbath, and I, I, I fully believe in taking that time of rest. But at the same time, we have to fight for where God's brought us and because and, the enemy does not want us established there. And I'm not speaking that into anything. I'm just saying it's a reality for us. We used to get a hit harder after seminar than any other time. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And we learned to step it up. And anyway, this is me not saying much. No, this is, this is good. I think that everybody needs to be aware of this because these, however it's affecting you individually, um, now if none of this is affecting you, Maybe you need to go before the Lord and assess where you are. I'm not saying you're in the wrong place, but maybe it's time for you to get in the game in some way because it's prevalent. It's prevalent in the nations. It's prevalent in the spirit realm. It's prevalent in our cities. It's prevalent in the media. It's a pre it's prevalent. And, um, um, so it's not just that we're saying, okay, this is what's going on in us or this is going on in the saints. It's everywhere. And so, um, I, and, and, you know, see, then I think there were those who, who tried to, uh, make an impact for quote the Lord while jumping on the bandwagon of people who were looking for their own their own issues to be at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy. That it's it's crazy. And so I th I just think that um the spirit is even saying some things. This is almost like a continuation of whatever it was that we were <clears throat> entrusted to experience uh, last week. But um, I, do, I do feel that we, we need to cherish the moment preceding, I hate, we keep, I keep using the term breakthrough. And that's, that's like you said earlier, I mean, it's a, it is a, uh, it's a trite phrase. It can mean everything to everybody. Um, but the point of 
of the Lord saying his suddenly, okay. In fact, I, I think we're, we're already seeing that. I think there are forerunners that are tasting of the waters of that land. And for those who consider themselves to be there, what is our role in that? See, it's one thing to say, oh, yes, this is what we're, we're doing. We're preparing the way of Yahweh's that the righteous nation can come in. We're going ahead. We're, we're pioneers, you know. But what is our role once the frontier is open? And it is opening. What is, what is our prophetic role? What is our, what is our de de declarative role there then? Other than to say, where the rest of you been? <laughs> or other than to say, okay, you better get a move on, you know. Get across this before the waters collapse, you know. Oh. Um, see, there, there are a lot of things that are in the scripture that you know. A lot. The events themselves align with principles that are hard and fast from the Lord. Um, and part of our blessing is to be able to let the spirit of truth guide us into the scriptures to say, what is there in this, this anointed word of God that you may not have seen, but by virtue of the understanding of the principle and the seeing of all these factors, what part of this scripture is coming alive now that you need to begin accessing? Yeah, let's do and teach. Yeah. That's So again, I think I think we're really we're always going to be in the preparing the way. But what is that the Lord's showing us now that is par commensurate with that ministry that is not just preparing the way but showing the way. You know, come on. We're in here. Come on, let's go. Um I don't know. These are good things to, to try to discover. And we're almost out of time. Tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live, um, I've been going round and round about what the Lord wants to sh me to share, or for us to share, since I'm supposed to be speaking. I know one of the things that the Lord's been talking to me about is going back into the histemic points and structuring them as an operative way how we function there and how we set defense there from the against the enemy. Maybe that's what we'll see. I don't know. But we'll look forward to that at some point. Um, anything else you want to say? Any announcements? Or We're very grateful for, you know, I, I we just give this testimony. Um, we had a couple of uh, folks that came here from Florida to help us and when one of them was uh, flew back and was on the way from the airport, they had a collision with a deer, and it really mangled <laughs> the vehicle. And we're thankful that the Lord preserved the two occupants of that car, and we pray that... Um, that the insurance with the repair or the replacement of the vehicle will will bring about a great blessing and that whatever that signified in the spirit realm that god will turn it for the good maybe we should just declare that they get a hailstorm <laughs> had raining cats and dogs last night but deers is a totally different thing i know but i mean if 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 the hail comes and hits that car so hard they're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to total it, and she just get a new car. Yeah. Well, I, I'm only joking. I don't know what, from what I saw of the picture of that vehicle, I don't see how they 
can't total it even now, but a little hail might help. Can you imagine that? You're out there with the inspector and all of a sudden, well, you know, if it was just another couple hundred dollars damage, we just total this thing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? But we do thank God for pr protecting. And uh, that, that could have been a, a disaster. And so I thank the Lord for that. I know we all do. Okay. We're past the hour. And um, thank you for joining us. We pray that something that, at least something that was said today will encourage and bless you. But um, we keep moving forward. Thank you for joining. And until next time, God bless you all. And goodbye.